Hello, everybody. This is Allie Moon. I'm fast-forwarding time. This is June 19th, 2019. When I made this episode, I was not monetized. I was not educated on fair use at all. Not really. (laughs) And now I'm educated. So I'm going back through all of my episodes, and I'm really analyzing, is this fair use? Is this commenting? Is this criticizing? Is this using it as a teaching tool? Is this blah, blah, blah? And I would say there are elements of this episode that are fair use, and there are elements that are not. So I'm going to seal the deal for you. Why did I do this episode? Why? Because I love Amy Winehouse. I get so tired of people looking at her sometimes and just saying, yeah, she was an alcoholic. She was this, she was that, she was... And and sometimes I find that people have this negative taste of her in their mouth, and I don't like that. I feel that she was a lot deeper than people really realize. And the people that love her, they know that already. So this episode really isn't necessarily for the people that already love her. It's actually for the people that don't love her. I wanted people to see the depths of her soul. The things that she said, we all can relate to. If you really listen to all the quotes that I placed before you on a platter, if you take a little bite of each one, yeah, take a little bite, you can start to feel who she was. You can start to understand. You can breathe her in. Yes, you can. And I love her even more now that I've read all those quotes. The more I learn about her, the more I love her. And if anyone has ever had any kind of infatuation with any substance, and we could list coffee as being one of them, sure. You know, you get up, you're a complete zombie. (laughs) You need that coffee. You're dying without it. Um, If anyone has ever had any kind of substance abuse problem, whether it be alcohol, heroin, whatever, if you have had that feeling, you do have sympathy for her in that aspect of her life. You can completely understand and relate to her. You know, I'm actually currently on a year venture of no alcohol. And my longest is about 56 days. I'm not necessarily calling myself an alcoholic. I would say when I drink, oh, (laughs) does the drink take me? Sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. I could blow it off and say, yeah, I'm just partying. Yeah, maybe to some degree. But yeah, I overdo it. And I know that. So I think a year is actually a really nice time frame to really sit down and analyze myself. Amy did the same thing not necessarily a year or whatever it was, but she would take little breaks too. And, you know, the little breaks might have given her insight on how to be, what she wants to be, etc. But the call to it, the pull toward it, was too strong. And it eventually took her. So, I hope you can learn a lot from this episode. It's really used as a teaching tool. And I hope that you can learn to love her too, just like I do. Have a wonderful day.
welcome. This is Allie Moon. I'm your host. You are listening to Lyrical Audio Candy Tour, also known as Lyrical Act, ACT. This is where we explore books, poetry, and quotes that please every taste. So, come on, let's go. Literary Treats, oh wait. Good morning, everybody. This is Allie Moon. It is 7.25 a.m. on Friday, September 7th, 2018. Yeah, so here's a couple of housekeeping things I learned yesterday while watching a podcast about how to use your Blue Yeti that I was using it all wrong. So this is the new way I'm going to be using it, and hopefully it sounds better. So apparently you're supposed to speak to it about six to eight inches away. On the back of the Blue Yeti, there's a button called gain. And the gain is supposed to be turned all the way down. All the way down. Some do put it up just a tiny bit. But apparently if you put the gain all the way down, the sensitivity goes down. So it's not going to pick up as many outside noises. Okay. So with any luck, I sound pretty clear to you. Um, The other thing is that they recommend that you get it off the stand that they give it to you with, but I don't have a little stand that I can use right now. So this is on my, on my desk, right near my computer. And this is easy for me right now. So I think the sound quality right now is better than what it was when I was talking into the phone. So, hey, I'll take it, right? Okay, what is today's episode about? Hmm, well, I've just had a little infatuation with Amy Winehouse for a few years. But it flares up now and then, and it's flaring up again. So last night I watched uh, the documentary Amy. Not all the way through, because I had to go to bed, but... Uh, I've watched it maybe three times, so I'm picking out little tidbits that I wanted to share with you. But also, if you go on Pinterest, there are a ton of actual quotes that Amy herself said, and some creative individual put her picture with her quote on there. So you can actually see her and then see the words that she said. So that's a treat. So I'm going going to read some of those off for you today. And uh, if you want a visual treat, I am on Pinterest, as I've said a hundred (laughs) times, under Lyrical ACT. And just look up Amy. It's the board called Amy. Lyrical Act. And you can see some beautiful Amy Winehouse pictures. Okay, all right, the episode is all about Amy today. Hang tight. Oh, before I begin, I don't want to just basically regurgitate Wikipedia for you. I know regurgitate is really not a most appetizing word, but I don't want to regurgitate it for you because you can actually just look it up yourself. But I do want to say a few things, just the basics about Amy. So Amy Jane Jade, why did I say Jane? (laughs) 
Amy Jade, what a cool middle name, Winehouse, was born on September 14th, 1983, in Southgate, London, England. And she died July 23rd, 2011, age 27, in Camden, London, England. And she died of alcohol poisoning, and when they found her, she was about five times the legal limit, I believe. And she's tiny. I mean, she's a very petite girl. So that's kind of a sad thing. Not kind of. It really is. A couple things I do want to mention. Uh, She had two albums that I know of. I'm not sure if you've checked out her first one called Frank, I believe. Let me pull it up here. Oh, yes. Wikipedia. Yeah. Winehouse's debut album, Frank, 2003. It was actually a success and it was nominated for Mercury Prize. And then she had another album called Back to Black in 2006, which everyone is familiar with. And she won five Grammys, five Grammys for that album. No wonder she was just propelled into fame. And uh, the first time I ever saw her was on, I believe it was Jay Leno. And it was really the first time I ever heard of her music, but I loved the fact that she was wearing a dress and she was wearing a dress, but it was um, styled in such a way. It wasn't a modern dress. It was definitely set in a different time frame, And it was black and white. I specifically remember it being black and white. I'm just very drawn toward uh, the Tim Burton-esque kind of colors and the music and the way she was moving and how she had a beehive on the top of her head. It felt, it felt very um, 50s, 60s almost to me. Maybe, maybe a different time frame. Maybe I'm confusing it, but it just felt so different than today's music. And that just completely planted the seed for me to love her. So, um, yeah, that was the first time I ever saw her. And uh, you have to check out the documentary, Amy. I do not want to regurgitate that either. But, um, all right, moving along to Amy Winehouse quotes. That was just a little backstory about her. Okay. Okay, all of these quotes are by Amy Winehouse, unless I state otherwise. So when I read these quotes, I'm not going to say Amy Winehouse at the end of each one, because that's going to be thoroughly annoying. All right, here we go. I don't think your ability to fight has anything to do with how big you are. It's to do with how much anger is in you. I was hit by a car once on my bike, but I still rode home. When you're around kids, you can be a little kid yourself and pretend that life is magic and you don't have to be one of those sweaty people going to work every day. short. 
Anything could happen, and it usually does. So there is no point in sitting around thinking about all the ifs and the buts. I know there are people in this world who have worse problems than falling in love and having it blow up in your face. But I didn't want to just wake up drinking and crying and listening to Shangri-Las and go to sleep and wake up drinking and listening to Shangri-Las. So I turned it into songs and that's how I got through it. I say things in songs that I wouldn't even admit to myself looking in the mirror. I fell in love with someone who I would have died for. And that's a real drug, isn't it? If you don't throw yourself into something, you'll never know what you could have had. Truth is, I'm a fucking romantic. I'm difficult, but I promise I'm not boring. Well, people, I would love to continue, but I do have to get ready for work. I have to put my own cat eyes on. It was funny as I watched her from the beginning to the end. Her cat eyes actually got larger and larger and larger and thicker and thicker. And sometimes they even went up to her eyebrows. Yeah. So she was getting a little bit more bold with those cat eyes. Do I do cat eyes because of Amy Winehouse, you ask? That's what you're thinking, aren't you? No, I don't. I've actually always done them to some degree, but I will admit my cat eyes are getting larger and larger. Yeah. I wonder what that means. All right. Anyway, have a beautiful Friday. Uh, I'm going to be working a 12 hour day. Yeah. I get to do that. And I work the weekend. So this Friday night is not a big party night for me. I'm probably just going to come home and watch a movie. So that's my life, and I hope you have a very exciting Friday and a wonderful weekend. Cheers. Evening, everybody. This is Allie Moon. I'm actually back to the Amy Winehouse episode here because I have a little bit more time. It's Saturday night, and my son has to be picked up from his school at one in the morning. So that means that I will be completely sober (laughs) on my Saturday night where I, you know, I went through a time where I was, you gotta make me go to rehab. Not that I went to rehab, but I went 56 days with no alcohol, which was quite a triumph for me. And then now I've reintroduced it back into my life gradually, but I find myself falling into my old ways. So tonight is a good thing for me to be completely without alcohol, even though I would love some right now. 
but I will resist. So I'm back to this episode tonight to add some more quotes that I wanted to add a few days ago. So here we go. Here's one. I really like this one. No one could be a harsher critic than myself. I'm feeling that pressure. There are days when I wish I could just take a break from my own head. Now, all these quotes will be from Amy, Amy Winehouse, unless I state otherwise. Okay? I wish I could actually do this in her accent. British accent. Let me try it. No one could be harsher, a harsher critic than myself. I am feeling that pressure. There are days when I wish I could just take a break from my own head. Maybe that sounded Australian. I don't know. I'm working on it, people. Cut me some slack. You should thank your lucky stars, because the music is a gift, and it's stronger than all else. Since I was 16, I felt a black cloud hangs over me. Since then, I have taken pills for depression. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles for five minutes. I love this one. <laughs> I don't say things because I'm bitter. I say things everyone else is thinking, but no one dares to say. I think that we have to be aware that people are allowed to make mistakes. Here is a reading of one of my favorite Amy Winehouse songs. It's like a poem. It's like a poem and this exemplifies what it truly means to have heartache. You're fine in the day, you're busy, and then the night comes and you can almost feel their presence. You wish they were there, but they're not. But reality hits. And then you have this vicious cycle of wanting to lean on a substance that makes you feel better. That's what this song means to me. I hope it makes you feel something because it makes me feel a lot. Enjoy. This song is by Amy Winehouse. Obviously, that's who I'm talking about. Wake up alone. It's okay in the day. I'm staying busy. 
tied up enough so I don't have to wonder. Where is he? Got so sick of crying. So just lately, when I catch myself, I do a 180. I stay up, clean the house. At least I'm not drinking. Run around just so I don't have to think about thinking. That silent sense of content that everyone gets just disappears soon as the sun sets. He gets fierce in my dreams, seizing my guts. He floors me with dread, soaked to soul. He swims in my eyes by the bed. Pour myself over him, moon spilling in, and I wake up alone. Regardless, my heart, I'd rather be restless. Second I stop, the sleep catches up and I'm breathless. This ache in my chest. Cause my day is done now. The dark covers me and I cannot run now. My blood running cold. I stand before him. It's all I can do to assure him. When he comes to me, I drip for him tonight. Drowning me, drowning in me, we bathe under blue light. He is fierce in my dreams, seizing my guts. He floods me with dread, soaked to his soul. He swims in my eyes by the bed. Pour myself over him, moon spilling in. And I wake up alone. 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 Okay, everybody, this concludes the episode of Amy Winehouse, and there are many more brilliant, wonderful things that she said that are on Pinterest, if you just take a look. But I'm just going to stop here because sometimes you just have to put what you want to put out there and move on to the next thing. So that's what I'm going to do. Take the time to read her lyrics, listen to her songs. She had two albums, like I mentioned before, Frank and Back to Black. We can all learn a little bit from Amy, now can't we? Have a beautiful night. everybody i am going to keep my promise i'm adding pages from alice's adventures in wonderland i'm recording on my phone so that is why the quality is lower anyway enjoy i put on the intro the first page second page and third page well technically they're page seven eight and nine just for your listening pleasure. If you want to start listening to the entire thing, I do have a separate listing just under the actual name of the book. But after each daily podcast or whatever podcast, it doesn't necessarily have to be daily because I don't think I can keep up with the daily, to be honest with you. It's getting to be a little bit difficult. Uh, so when I do a podcast, I will promise I will put a page. Okay, but if you want to listen, 
I have like a little marathon listening session. Just go to the book title and you'll find it all there. Cheers. Evening, everybody. This is Allie Moon, and I am going to be doing a reading of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland, also known as Alice in Wonderland. For most people, this is by Lewis Carroll. And the way I'm going to read it is not by chapter, necessarily. I'm going to read it by page. And I'll tell you why. Because I'm a busy lady. And I know you all are busy as well. So I figure if I read it page by page and stop the recordings, you can at least get a page in here and there. And how I'm going to do this is I'm going to put a page at the end of each podcast I do every day. And I'm also going to have it in a separate section. So if you just want to go to town and listen to this, go to town. But if you want to listen to me on the daily podcast, it will be at the very end. So I'm so excited to be here. And this is chapter one. Is it technically page one? It actually isn't. There are other pages in this book. So this is technically page seven. All right, let us begin. Chapter one. Down the rabbit hole. Alice was beginning to get very tired of sitting by her sister on the bank and of having nothing to do. Once or twice, she had peeped into the book her sister was reading, but it had no pictures or conversations in it. And what is the use of a book, thought Alice, without pictures or conversation? So she was considering in her own mind as well as she could, for the hot day made her very sleepy and stupid. Whether the pleasure of making a daisy chain would be worth the trouble of getting up and picking the daisies, when suddenly a white rabbit with pink eyes ran close by her. There was nothing so very remarkable in that, nor did Alice think it so very much out of the way to hear the rabbit say to itself, Oh dear, oh dear, I shall be late. When she thought it over afterwards, it occurred to her that she ought to have wondered at this, but at the time it all seemed quite natural. But when the rabbit actually took a watch out of its waistcoat pocket and looked at it and then hurried on, Alice started to her feet for it flashed across her mind that she had never before seen a rabbit with either a waistcoat pocket or a watch to take out of it. And burning with curiosity, she ran across the field after it and fortunately was just in time to see it pop down a large rabbit hole under the hedge. In another moment, down went Alice after it, never once considering how in the world she was going to get out again.
Page 8. The rabbit hole went straight on, like a tunnel for some way, and then dipped suddenly down, so suddenly that Alice had not a moment to think about stopping herself before she found herself falling down a very deep well. Either the well was very deep, or she fell very slowly, for she had plenty of time as she went down to look about her and to wonder what was going to happen next. First, she tried to look down and make out what she was coming to, but it was too dark to see anything. Then she looked at the sides of the well and noticed that they were filled with cupboards and bookshelves. Here and there she saw maps and pictures hung upon pegs. She took down a jar from one of the shelves as she passed. It was labeled Orange Marmalade, but to her great disappointment, it was empty. She did not like to drop the jar for fear of killing somebody, so managed to put it into one of the cupboards as she fell past it. Well, thought Alice to herself, after such a fall as this, I think nothing of tumbling downstairs. How brave they'll all think me at home. Why, I wouldn't even say anything about it, even if I fell off the top of the house, which was very likely true. Down, down, down. Would the fall never come to an end? I wonder how many miles I've fallen by this time, she said aloud. I must be getting somewhere near the center of the earth. Let me see. That would be 4,000 miles down, I think. For you see, Alice had learned several things of this sort in her lessons in the schoolroom. And though this was not a very good opportunity for showing off her knowledge, as there was no one to listen to her, still, it was good practice to say it over. Yes. That's about the right distance. But then I wonder what latitude or longitude I've got to go. Alice had no idea what latitude was or longitude either, but thought they were nice grand words to say. Page 9 Presently, she began again. I wonder if I shall fall right through the earth. How funny it'll seem to come out among the people that walk with their heads downward. The antipathies, I think. She was rather glad that no one was listening at this time, as it didn't sound at all the right word. But I shall have to ask them what name of the country it is, you know? Please, ma'am, is this New Zealand or Australia? And she tried to curtsy as she spoke. Fancy curtsying as you're falling through the air. Do you think you could manage it? And what an ignorant little girl shall thank me for asking. No, it'll never do to ask. Perhaps I shall see it written up somewhere. Down, down, down. There was nothing else to do. So Alice soon began talking again. Dinah'll miss me very much tonight, I should think. Dinah was the cat. I hope they'll remember her saucer of milk at tea time. Dinah, my dear, I wish you were down here with me. 
There are no mice in the air, I'm afraid. But you might catch a bat. And that's very like a mouse, you know. But do cats eat bats, I wonder? And here Alice began to get rather sleepy, and went on saying to herself in a dreamy sort of way, Do cats eat bats? Do cats eat bats? And sometimes, do bats eat cats? For you see, she couldn't answer either question. Didn't much matter which way she put it. She felt that she was dozing off and had just begun to dream as she was walking hand in hand with Dinah and saying to her very earnestly, Now, Dinah, tell me the truth. Did you ever eat a bat? When suddenly, thump, thump, down she came upon a heap of sticks and dry leaves, and the fall was over. Alice was not a bit hurt, and she jumped up onto her feet in a moment. She looked up, but it was all dark overhead. Before her was another long passage, and the white rabbit was still in sight, hurrying down it. There was not a moment to be lost. Away went Alice like the wind, and was just in time to hear it say, as it turned a corner, Oh, my ears, my whiskers! How late it's getting! She was close behind it when she turned the corner, but the rabbit was no longer to be seen. She found herself in a long, low hall, which was lit up by rows of lamps hanging from the roof. Happy Easter.